rest of the Sugaru. Episode Zero, Part One, Year Nineteen Forty Eight. Three buck hunters home from the newly won war over fascism set forth into untamed wilderness on a typical hike to find the perfect kill. Whiskey is the drink of choice on this cold day, and the only thing keeping the men entertained while on their weekend excursion. Christ, I thought there'd be plenty of deer up here this time of year. The oldest of the men mentions as he sits himself down under the almost bare skeleton of a nearby maple tree. Hey, Chuck. He gets the attention of the younger man of the trio. I need a refill, pal. He shakes his flask upside down. Chuck digs through his backpack to find a bottle and funnel. Uh, shush, Phil. The final man demands. I hear something over there. He points his bow into a patch of trees. You shush yourself, Frank. Phil tops off his flask. Frank moves closer to the noise, staying carefully hidden. Peering around a tree, he finds what he's been searching for. There he is, master of his domain. A ten-pointer. The buck is innocently unaware of the party plotting his demise just paces away. Frank carefully brings an arrow from his quiver, aligning the shaft in a perpendicular cross. With a deep inhale, he pulls back and lines up his sight. Just before he releases his arrow, a burst of laughter from behind frightens the buck and it runs off. Son of a... Frank watches in frustration as his prize disappears into the dense fog. Oh, shit! He blurts out as he looks behind to his rowdy friends. He trudges over. <laughs> hey, are you two gonna hunt or just impede my hunt? Phil stands up and stretches. I'm sorry, mother. He flutters his eyelashes in a derogatory manner. Chuck, I forgot we brought our mother. He nudges Chuck. <laughs> Phil and Chuck share a laugh as they dance around like forest fairies. With a frustrated groan, Frank looks away from the gay dance. In the distance, he sees a light. What's that? A campfire, perhaps? Thrashing through the brush, Frank walks toward the Tower of Light. The closer he gets, the further away the light appears to be. This isn't a mere campfire. This is a beacon. The frigid wind sweeps over Frank's already chilled bones. A mist appears, taking the form of a body in front of his eyes. The shadowy figure of a woman materializes. Stop! Do not attempt to find the light! Do not approach the Zugaru! The specter warns, dissipating with the sound of a wolf howling to the full moon. Oh, what the fuck is a Zugaru? It doesn't matter. He laughs at his denial as he meets up with his friends. <laughs> hey, what the hell's wrong with you? Did you run off because we called you a mother? I'm sorry. He tosses out fickle apologies. Frank shakes his head. Uh, no. Chuck looks up at the sky. Guys, we should probably head back to the cabin. So it ain't gonna be up much longer. The group begins their journey back to the cabin in a boozy, fast step. The conversation leads on and on, distracting the men from their course. The night moves in, leaving the men in nothing but moonlight. Each of them turns on their flashlights, the only things they brought, just in case. Damn it, Phil! Frank shouts. I need supper. 
Peggy packed us a good one. Oh, Frank, don't worry. She's only packed you a good meal so you'd stay gone, so she and that milkman can express their love. Phil teases. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck you, Phil. You're just jealous because my wife still makes me supper. It's not my fault you can't keep a woman around. Mind your business. Phil shoves Frank. That whore left me while I was fighting overseas. Frank shoves Phil in return. Probably because you call her a whore. Chuck heaves a pair of binoculars into the argument. Fellas, there's a lot through the trees. Suppose it's paradise. Phil grabs the binoculars. Unlikely, Chucky. We're miles away from paradise. It's probably a lighthouse in the distance. He carefully examines the light source through the lenses. The strange beacon, a blue-colored spotlight, reaches miles into the dark open sky. Looks like it could be a spotlight for an airplane. He tosses the binoculars back to Chuck. Frank grabs the binoculars. There's no airport around here, Phil. He examines the pillar of light. Who fucking cares, Frank? Chuck agrees with Phil. We just want to go back to the cabin and eat. Frank continues to stare intently into the mysterious pillar, trying to determine its origin. Frank. Phil taps Frank on the shoulder. Let's move on. Frank shakes his head. No, I'm going to go find that light. He begins in the direction of the light. Phil follows. Frank, this is a fool's journey. There's no pot of gold at the end. <laughs> he laughs as he swigs his flask. <laughs> yep, you don't have to follow me. I'm capable of finding my way back to the cabin alone. You'll probably be mauled by a cougar. You need backup. Phil takes the lead before Frank. I'll get us to the damn light. The huntsmen walk until they are able to get a good view of the light source. The fiery blue light appears to exude from a large, gnarly tree. The men stand at a distance, paralyzed by the awe-inspiring sight. That thing can't be glowing. Chuck denies his eyes. Trees don't glow like that. Well, that tree is glowing. Frank confirms Chuck's fear. Chuck begins to walk toward the tree, a tug on his flannel. Hey, don't do it. Frank tries to stop Chuck. The ghost warned me back when I chased that buck. <laughs> the ghost? Yes, sir. It was almost angelic. Frank tries to recreate the body with his hands. She warned me about some kind of creature. Oh, God, I can't remember what she called it. Uh, Gazoolilu, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Phil shakes his head. So, we shouldn't go near the tree because some ghost told you about some creature. A Zoogaloo? He points to the tree. Does the tree look like a creature to you, Frankie? Frank shakes his head. No, but the woman was a ghost. His thought fades as he realizes just how ridiculous this statement is. Chuck stops the argument and throws an empty whiskey bottle at Frank. <laughs> hey, hey, there was a spirit in the woods, Frank. <laughs> Named Jameson. <laughs> he eyes the tree and drops his bag to the ground to lighten his drunken step. I just need to have contact. He continues to walk toward the tree. I need to touch Phil pats Frank on the back. Don't worry, buddy. I believe in ghosts. I just don't believe in Zugaroos. <laughs> Chuck creeps his way over, standing less than a foot away from the fiery blue embers, which take the form of a tree. He waves his hands over the trunk to test the temperature. Low heat emits from the glass-like surface. The hair on his body stands straight up. A murmur. Something is summoning him from within. What is it? Phil shouts. Touch it, you coward! Phil and Frank are now standing a few yards behind Chuck. Chuck, don't touch that tree! We don't know what it is! 
Frank flips the dare. We found the light, now let's go back to the cabin and get some sleep. The pleas of the men are of no consequence to Chuck and the tree. The tree has already begun to lure him in. Chuck closes his eyes, entering a state of ecstasy, the likes of which he has never known. Light in the shape of a beautiful woman reaches for his hand. He refuses to resist. He cannot resist. He reaches to grab her hand. She brings him into the light. Chucky! Frank shouts as Chuck slowly raises his arm to interact with the tree. Don't touch the tree! He runs up to catch Chuck before he makes contact. Don't touch the Zulu! Ignoring Frank's warning, Chuck Chuck touches touches the the tree. (laughs) Instantly, his body ignites into embers, blasting into ash on the ground. No, Chucky! Frank falls to his knees with a shout as ash rains down upon him. Chuck was Frank's younger brother's best friend. Chuck, Frank, and Tom grew up together. He was with Tom when they stormed the beaches at Normandy, and the last person to see Tom alive. Chuck has no real family. Frank's family was his substitute. When Tom died, Chuck was his half-hearted replacement. Now, he's gone in a flash. This cannot be real. How did Chuck disappear in front of his eyes? Frank stands and wipes his watery eyes. There must be a logical explanation for this. He marches toward the tree. Phil trots along behind him. Frank, what happened? He stops Frank. What happened to Chuck? Frank shrugs. I don't know. That's what I'm going to go find out. He starts to walk toward the tree. Phil stops him again. Where'd he go? Frank scoffs. Phil, I saw the same dang thing you did. He disappeared into ash. I I didn't see shit. He examines Frank closer. How in the hell did he disappear? Frank's mouth gapes open in disbelief. What do you mean you didn't see? It's all I could fucking look at. I had to take a piss. I was watering that tree over there. He points to a tree in the opposite direction of the happenstance. How fucking convenient. Frank begins to walk closer to the tree. As he approaches, he remembers the words of the ghostly woman. Do not approach the Zougaroo. Frank stops in his tracks. In the eerie green light, he can see the remnants of his friend, Dust, topped off with a pair of dog tags. Using his bow, he hooks the dog tags, bringing them to him. He wipes the soot from the tags. As he reads the name, emptiness sinks in. Charles Atkins, now deceased. He separates the tags, leaving one with the ashes of his friend. Sorry, buddy. Wish I could have done more to stop you. Angry, Frank sets forth to confront Phil. He holds the remaining tag in his fist, tight, shoving it in Phil's face. You did this! You dared him to touch that tree! Frank's nostrils flare as if steam could barrel out. What are you talking about? Chuck's just hiding from us. People don't just disappear. He didn't just simply disappear. He was incinerated by the tree. Right. I saw it. (laughs) And Miss Hayward and I are an item. He says with a snooty air. Check the scandal rack. He digs through Charles's bag. Chucky, if you don't come out of hiding, I'll rob you blind. He rifles through Charles's wallet. Frank grabs the wallet and seals up the bag. He's dead. Don't be disrespectful. He gathers up the rest of the gear and begins in the direction he believes the cabin to be. The ground rumbles. Frank turns to find Phil approaching the tree. Phil, no! Don't touch that tree! Frank is too far from Phil to catch up to him. There's only one way to stop him. He drops the bag and pulls an arrow from the quiver. The wisp of the bowstring lunges the arrow forward through the back of Phil's shin. Phil falls forward, writhing in pain. Frank jogs to his side. Told you not to touch the Zulu. I 
you shot me in the leg. He breaks the arrow. Careful not to cause further bleeding. We'll need a doctor to remove the rest. He wraps the wound tightly in his scarf. Phil takes Frank by the hand and screeches to his feet. What? That's painful. Could have been worse. Could have been incinerated. I had to see it. Now you see? Frank asks, almost cocky. I didn't see a damn thing, except you shooting me in the fucking leg. Phil pushes Frank away when he attempts to help him walk. But you saw the ash, right? Frank becomes nervous. Phil shakes his head in denial. I didn't see a thing, because you shot me. He stops and stares Frank down. Where's Chuck? (sighs) I already told you. You mean to say, you saw nothing at all? Nothing in the moment? Nothing at the foot of the tree. Phil becomes suspicious. You did something to him, didn't you? You were awful quick to pull back that bow on me. Frank spits. If I wanted to kill you, Philly, you'd be dead. (laughs) He laughs in frustration. Besides, why would I help you back to the cabin if I wanted you dead? Phil looks up a nearby hill to see the cabin in the moonlight. You knew where we were all the time, didn't you? Frank shakes his head. I cannot believe you. You think I'd kill both my little brother and my best friend? Phil shrugs. Eh, you sure he sounds unbelievable, Frank. Frank confronts Phil. You were there too, Phil. Do you think for one second anyone will believe this? What do we say, a tree killed a friend? Phil continues his adamant denial. No cop in his right mind will fall for that gag. So you did see it, hey? Frank tries to look Phil in the eyes. Tell me! He grabs Phil by the collar. Phil pushes Frank back. I didn't see shit. He starts to limp up the hill. Now take me to the fucking hospital. I'll tell them this was all an accident. He refers to his leg injury. Frank follows Phil. And what would we say about Chuck? We tell them he ran off to meet some dame. He growls as he makes his way up the hill to the cabin. Phil and Frank are sitting in the emergency room, awaiting an examination for Phil's arrow wound. The doctor enters, holding a clipboard and reading through intently. Hello, Mr. Woods. The doctor refers to Phil. How did this injury happen exactly? He examines the wound. Phil clears his throat and prepares his fib. Frank went to shoot a big old buck, uh-huh. and his drunk ass missed okay. the arrow Whoop. right into my yeah. leg. Yeah. Phil attempts to recreate the sound of an arrow puncturing his leg. What's good? The doctor nods. Luckily for you, Mr. Woods, the injury is clean through the muscle and will be a simple fix. I'll be back with everything I need. Fix you right the up. The doctor leaves the room. Oh, that's great news. <laughs> Phil growls at Frank. <sighs> You can leave me here. I'll find a ride home. Frank's stomach turns. Why is Phil so insistent? No, I'll stay here just in case. Phil shakes his head. Frankly, pal, I don't need you to hold my hand. Why don't you just go home and I'll give you a jingle tomorrow and tell you all about it. (sighs) Fine, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Though Frank has suspicions about Phil's intentions, he leaves him alone in the hospital room. He sits in his truck, reevaluating the incident in the woods. What is going on? What happened to Charles? And more curiously, what's a Zulu? (laughs) Mulling the day, Frank lays his head on his steering wheel and cries. Confusing and devastating, Phil pretends he did not see what happened. But there's no way on earth Phil missed that show. 
What are his intentions? Phil went along with the alibi way too easily. He would have never allowed Frank to get away with something like that if he truly did not see what happened to Charles. Frank is certain Phil has a plan up his sleeve, which he will not share. <gasps> Unable to keep awake, Frank starts his truck and goes home to Peggy. Ooh. 